What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 30th anniversary of the game-changing courtroom drama Philadelphia, which opened in movie theaters on December 22, 1993, before earning Tom Hanks' first of two back-to-back -back Oscars for Best Actor, followed by Forrest Gump, where his mother Sally Field taught him life is like a box of chocolates. To celebrate, we're looking back at the times I interviewed both legends on WTOP in Washington, D.C., first when Tom Hanks was honored at the 2014 Kennedy Center Honors. What rags do you people work for? Yeah. I approve of each one of them. Sadly, the rest of that audio is lost to history, but I can read you his direct quote from that night about his fellow nominees. Hank said, quote, No one's gonna top the Reverend Al Green, and if anybody's gonna steal anything, it's gonna probably be Lily Tomlin. You can't compete with Sting because he's so damn good-looking, and Patricia McBride could probably kick me in the head without having to move, end quote. He also said he loved the Kennedy Center honors more than other award shows because, quote, The other ones are often a sweepstakes competition where you get all dressed up, you feel feel great about the work that you did, great about the people you work with, and then they say somebody else's name and you feel horrible for about six hours. No one's losing tonight. End quote. The second time I spoke to Hanks was in the East Room of the White House when President Barack Obama honored him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016. One more? Yeah, yeah Mr. Hanks, when you came here and met Kennedy, you drank 15 Dr. Peppers. Yeah, when you I met know. Johnson, you dropped the drawer. But what, what do you do for this one? How do you prepare? More well, Dr. Pepper? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, there's, a, there's a tray full of cocktail weenies back there. I'm going <laughs> to dig in. Well, if we stay engaged and we stay uh, on top of things, and we, if we... Uh, maintain our, our sense of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, I think the American sense of engagement, we will be fine. Look, I grew up at a time when the, the streets were were on fire, you know, because of a lot of reasons. The 60s and the 70s were civil rights. They were Vietnam that was going on. We had a president who kept an uh, 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 enemies list, who I remember just happened to be turning on television one night, and John Chancellor looked out at the nation and said, the survival of our republic is at risk tonight because the president of the United States circumvented the Constitution and decided to fire the, fire the investigators. Or, yeah, Archibald Cox. So we have been through righteously tough, hard, divisive times. And you know what we did? We went on. We moved forward. We cast our votes and we studied the issues. And we held everybody accountable for what they said and what they did and what they promised and what they backed off on. And that is going to be the American way for the next two years, four years, six years, eight years, and on down the pipe. We're going to be fine, provided we all still do our duty. And that is pay attention to what's going on to the country and vote our conscience. We'll be all right. 
Thank you. Thank you. Most recently, I spoke to Hanks a third time at the 2019 Kennedy Center Honors when he and wife Rita Wilson showed up on the red carpet to pay tribute to Sally Field, who of course played his mother in Forrest Gump. Hi, how you doing? Sally had to fight against whatever her last job was. And don't forget, she's a woman, man. Yeah. She was a woman fighting that battle of just preconceived notions about what you could do as an actor, what you could do as a woman, and she broke down, she came through, she did it, and she made it happen for herself, but it wasn't easy. The day after Sybil uh, was broadcast on NBC, no one, first of all, no, no one thought it. I don't think so. I think, well, you could, yeah, you probably think that. I think Pumping Iron. Okay, I didn't yeah. see Pumping oh, Iron. Okay. So. Norma Ray? Norma Ray? Norma Ray? No, that Norma was later Ray. on. After that was later Pumping on. Iron, yeah. I mean, there was a time when she could not get arrested in any sort of movie, and she was on this TV movie yeah. that shouldn't have been a very great, it should, should have been a TV movie, but it was Sybil. And I didn't, anybody who was in the theater, I mean, I'm not, I think I was in junior college back then, just literally said, did you see Sally Field do that? And it wasn't, did you see that girl from Gidget? Or did you see that girl from The Flying Nun? Is it Sally Field had already been identified as all of these cheesy little tropes. And in one fell swoop, she blew everybody well, out of the water. Looking back on things like this, it always looks like, oh, of course, what a natural step that was taken. But in between that is all the challenge and everything that you're, all the no's that you're hearing and all the you can't do this and all the firing of agents and, yeah. and still maintaining All the all come on. I think it's when you have artists whose job it is to tell the truth about whatever work they're doing, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's conducting and getting to some unifying beauty. I think beauty and artistic um, work transcends. Uh, if, if there's any single actor to emulate by way of their choices and the hard work that they've done and the end result of their artistry, it's Sally Field. Everyone remembers Forrest and Jenny, but real quick, talk about how the mother's love is so important and she could always explain things in a way you understand. I always said that Forrest could only operate at the speed of his common sense and what his mother told him. Yeah. And that was Sally. My mama always said. That's right. Thanks. All those things. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What did Sally Field have to say about playing Forrest Mama? Everyone remembers Forrest and Jenny, but you were the glue as the mother. You know, talk about why the mother's love was so important. You know, he's always saying, my mama always said, and she had a way of explaining things so I could understand them. You know, talk about why the mother's love was the key. To How important is your mother to you? <laughs> Very. There you go. I need not say anymore. All right, and in Norma Ray, you climbed up on there with the sign that said Union. What would that sign read tonight? Union. <laughs> In all respects. Okay. Union. Awesome. I, I support unions, but union, all of us. 
We need to come together. We are a union. We are the United States. We have bigger issues than what club we belong to. And her Mrs. Doubtfire co-star Pierce Brosnan also showed up on the red carpet. But before I could ask him about Field, he was bombarded by the Muppets of Sesame Street. Got the Muppets beside me. I, uh, what would Pierce Brosnan say to the Muppets? Oh Hello. I'm sorry, I have to. There you go. Hello, sweetheart. Oh, I love you. Abby, is he your favorite Bond? Well. Yes, just yes. say yes. Go on. Yes. Co Cookie Monster, who's your favorite bun? Of course. Oh, thank you, thank you. man. We go back a ways, don't we? We do. Cookie. We do we go back. back. Did you watch Sesame Street? I was on Sesame Street with these guys. I don't think you were there, Abby. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. I'm here now. Good. That's all that All right. Come back. Love you. Have a good night, Abby. Not too many cookies. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 